You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. It's 9.05 on The Mike Calter Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Dave Smith is here. You a gun guy at all? Can you be a gun guy in New York? Oh, your mic's not on. I'm sorry. Try that now. I'm in uh, Jersey now, um, well, where you still can't really be a gun guy legally. Legally, right. And that's all I care to <laughs> Tony, say about Tony it. Tony Soprano had a gun. You <laughs> sure did. Uh, Shark Coast Tactical is our gun spot. They're on Beeridge Road in Sarasota. They were, they're great. They're these just a good bunch of guys at a family-owned business, and it was just a little hole-in-the-wall spot. But they do great business, and they're super cool dudes. Then they knocked down walls and bought buildings next door and rearranged everything, and now their store is just tremendous. I'm going to get out there this weekend, stop by and see them on Bee Ridge Road. They're open 24-7 online. You can buy your stuff online and just show up there and pick it up. But make it a point to get in there and check it out. Mo posted a picture. He went there the other day. Uh, get in and see the new building. It is just uh, it is amazing. And if you're used to shopping there and uh, walking up and down the aisle, stepping over dogs while you're there, yeah, you're still going to step over dogs. You just have a lot more room to do it in. It is Shark Coast Tactical, Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota. Get in there and make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Mike Calta Show. So Dave is on uh, Legion of Skanks, which is hilarious to me because Dave also does his own podcast where he actually interviews people and talks about smart things, but then goes back uh, on a weekly basis and hangs out with those dummies, <laughs> and dumbs, dumbs everything down. Now, those are... Uh, Lewis and Big J and those guys are some of the funniest guys in comedy. And that that um, Skankfest, if you would have said to me, find the comedian that least has the ability to put together a successful comedy festival, I would have bet all my money on Lewis Gomez. And Skankfest has easily become the biggest comedy festival in the country. It's Lewis. Uh, the thing about Lewis, Lewis J. Gomez, my yes. my brother and great comedian, is that I say that God made him of spare parts. <laughs> yeah, that spare monkey. Th- they parts. don't make sense that they go together at all. Right. He is like the sweetest, most loving father. If you ever see him with his boy, Bobby but is constantly he, saying he's a great father. He is an unbelievable father. Yeah. But then he could also like get in a fist fight with someone who cuts him off in traffic yes. at any given moment. Yes. He is a actually a really. A really savvy businessman, even though blows you, my mind. If you just had a conversation with him for ten minutes, you'd be like, "There's no way this guy <laughs> rents an apartment. Like, yeah. there's no way right, he right. can pull that off." <laughs> but he actually is. Yes, he puts on the best comedy festival, and he's really the driving force. It was his idea. Yeah. He, like me and Jay own a part of it, but like Lewis made it happen. Yeah. You know, uh, um, he's, he's an incredible lot. person. Listen, I put on single shows before and there's it's a pain in the ass to deal with people and theaters and all that stuff to be able to go into a city to be able to go into las vegas and and make that successful is is a huge deal i mean i i don't think that i have any of those Dude, business skills it, it 
this last year in Vegas, do you know how insane you have to be to have people in Las Vegas looking at you going, <laughs> this is a bit much for me? <laughs> that was the vibe. That's how everyone was looking at Lewis and, and us through all Vegas. They go, I don't know. This is taking it a little far. We and just, you're like, you're doing heroin on the street. <laughs> like, what are you? Uh, those are your people. Uh, do you, uh, are you even you surprised at, um, I don't know, I guess not because you're a comedian, but the level of comics that show up to this thing. I mean, I, I'm like, I don't know how I convinced Saget to go to a skank fest. You know what I mean? Although yeah. if you know him, you know, it's up his alley, but I mean, like there were some, there were big name comedians there. Well, you know, I think part of it is like, it's part of the reason why, uh, um, Rogan's club, the comedy mothership is yeah. doing so incredible. Um, and it's amazing, like an amazing comedy club. And it's also cause it, it was like a comedian who made it. Yeah. And so it's kind of made from the perspective of what the comedian would, would want. want. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the big advantages that Skankfest has. It's kind of, it, it was started by comedians. And so we kind of knew like, okay, this is what's going to make it cool. This yeah. is what the like, and then the word of mouth just really spread. And yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy though. Some of the people we've, we've gotten there. We do. We used to do this thing, and I know Barstool does one now, and I, I think uh, you guys have done it. We used to do this thing called a punch out, where we would put together. They were they had to be organic, real fights. Like we had people in, within the station fight each other. Then we had like one time we had a transgender man fight a transgender woman. Um, like a guy became a woman. Hold on, wait, I yeah. got lost in my trans math. Now. Okay, okay, <laughs> yes, okay. Frank I'm following became Francesca. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know what Viv's man name was but became viv and they or no we had we had a we had a uh i forgot derek we had a woman who became derek okay. and they fought each other i i mean there were just interesting stuff to see but the best part to me was the real fights that like we had one the new company bought us and they were like no more punch out but we had one coming up that we had the one black guy at the station who thinks one of the white guys is racist and i was like <laughs> that's a fight we had that lined up that was the first one and uh and then we got canceled but that kind of stuff at Skankfest, I think is great. Like you get anytime you get, you can bring in all of a sudden comedians are singing with bands and comedians yeah. are punching each other. Like did the did the no, it didn't. I would have known if Lewis never fought Jason Ellis, did he? No, Lewis. Uh, he was getting some mocking for it, but he had he had knee surgery, so he had to uh, he had to pull out of that. But, okay, yeah, they were, but, but he was gonna go for it, man. That was uh, we were all real excited about yeah. it and a little bit worried. So, Jason Ellis is no joke. Jason Ellis told me. That he would fight me literally with one arm tied behind his back, yeah, and he would beat me, <laughs> and I st and I say no, I say just a sheer mass of me falling on him and locking him up. But everybody around me was like, he'll kill you. He I mean, he's fought professional fights before. I, like, he can really fight that dude. With one arm. That throws off his balance. I've got two arms, and I've got big, meaty legs. But you've never <laughs> fought professionally. I fought amateur in the streets of Staten Island for all my life. So You do have to fight to survive in Staten Island. That's right. Thank you very much. Now you know. Uh, you know, I've been, I, born and raised in New York City, I've been to Staten Island maybe twice. Right. Because if you're not from Staten Island, Why there is there? no reason to go to Staten Island. I grew up in Staten Island, lived there for 20 years. I've been back twice. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I know there's not it's it's there's no reason to, to go through. It's one of those islands in Hawaii that you're like, where'd this one come from in between Maui and the other one? Yeah, but people from there really do have some weird connection to Staten Island. Like they're really like there's there's pride in Staten Island. I feel for like. some people but then like Pete Davidson hates Staten Island. Yeah, oh, he hates it. But I feel like he still can't not be attached to it in yeah. some way. Sal Volcano can't yeah. not be attached to it in some way. I don't get that. I cut that cord and was like, see you, bitches. I'm out. <laughs> it was the best decision you ever made. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I look at it now. My mom moved me out literally 
10 days after I graduated high school, moved us here. I can't imagine where my life would be if I stayed there. I would absolutely be a sanitation worker. Yeah. I'd be the funniest sanitation worker, or I'd be some cop where they're going, hey, man, we just can't have you out on the streets. You've eaten too many donuts. Something <laughs> along those lines would happen for sure. Be, we're going to put you behind a Staten Island desk here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in charge of. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Or I would venture out into the city to be like, I'm going to follow my dream, and I'd end up being a bouncer at the Comedy Cellar. That would be. That wouldn't be my dream, but that's where I'd end up. It's not a bad gig. No, it's not bad. <laughs> you get to pop in, see Louis C.K. for a little bit yeah, or something. Yeah, you, know? yeah, yeah. you could do worse. Oh man, uh, Dave Smith is here. You, I don't recall you being here before. Have you been this through? Is, this is my first time in Tampa, uh-huh. and I've I've been all over this here land and mm-hmm. all over this state. But this is my first uh, my first weekend here at Side Splitters. Good. I I always tell like um, it's hard for me to tell Bobby Lee and uh, Santino do a podcast together, mm-hmm. and they're doing a show at a theater here that's a fifteen hundred seater. And I said, "There's no way. There's no way they're going to sell tickets." Santino has never been here. Or it hasn't been here forever. And Bobby Lee hasn't been here in 10 years. There's no way they're just going to roll into a theater and sell it. It's almost sold out. I yeah. have no idea. So that's why when uh, you come here and you've not been here before, that doesn't mean the Legion of Skanks fans and the, the fans of all those New York comedians that you're in that group will turn out to see you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and then because that's the thing with like podcasting, too, is because it goes out you know, nationally. It's not yeah. just like one market. And then when you come, you, the people are excited because they're like, oh, he's here for the first time. They haven't seen me before. Right. So, yeah, the tickets are selling pretty good. There's still some, uh, some tickets left for tonight, though, if you guys want to come. Two come shows tonight? Two shows tonight. Two yeah. shows tonight. What about Saturday? Saturday, uh, two shows and then a live part of the Problem podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What time are you doing that, later or early? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's 10 p.m., oh, 10.30 wow. maybe for that one. So that's the late. That's we close the night with the podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah it's going to um, be fun. So, and who are you? Is anybody going to be on the show? Or is yeah, this- Rob uh, Rob Bernstein. He's my co-host on Part of the Problem, and he he features for me all over the country. Okay. So he's coming out today. Now, now you, uh, unlike the other guys on the show, definitely have a political lean. You seem to know about the uh, topics in the world, whereas I don't think Jay and Lewis could come up. I don't, maybe Jay. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Lewis knows who the president is. Uh, Lewis couldn't couldn't <laughs> no spell vote. You know what I mean? Like Lewis doesn't know, let alone ever do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm like you know, I'm I'm the the smartest dumb person. Yeah, or the that, dumbest smart person. I get that. one of those. One I get of those that. Two. Um, yeah, and do, do you ever get to like? I don't know. I know you guys do a thing. I know this is where Lewis and I get a fight, but you guys did an election. Uh, oh yeah, we did. We did a presidential election for for Legion of Skanks, which I was, you know, I still uh, think there was some fraud in the election. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say, you know, I didn't really accept the results, but um, Ari, Ari Shafir came in and won. Yeah, but did, is it because he drugged everybody? He there was some drugging. <laughs> yeah, in Ari's defense. He we had a whole trial and he was convicted. He was, um, but <laughs> what is his penance? Did he have to do any? Well, we were going to make him do some gay stuff, but he uh, he took off in in classic Ari fashion. He left the country. Yeah, and yeah. Came back from I else. might do the same so, thing to the... do his own gay stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would that surprise anybody? No, no. I mean, I've, there's nothing Ari could do that would really surprise me. But it was Lewis. You know, as everyone knows, famously Ari drugged. Bert Kreischer, right uh, on the day, which of, didn't uh, go very well. That did not go well. It was yeah. friendship testing. You would think so, at that point he's like, I could never well, do that again. Well, here's let me give a little bit of defense to Ari. So what happened is on the day of the election, Lewis thought it would be hilarious to dose Ari revenge for Bert 
and it's on the podcast. Ari can't get that mad about it. Right. Um, Ari, uh, someone, actually not someone, Shane Gillis, uh-huh. ratted out Lewis to Ari. Oh. So Ari knew, and Ari switched drinks with Jay. Like a 70s. A completely innocent, a completely innocent uh, person in all of this. And Jay just drank a big beer of beer and a little bit of acid. Yeah. And, like a uh, 70s sitcom. Yeah. It this, was, and, the tour, the switch. Man, I'll tell you, though, watching the video back, Jay. Was just the funniest thing ever because, yeah. like, we all like I knew Lewis told me he had dosed Ari, and I'm like, no, you maniac, you can't dose people. Like, this isn't okay. <laughs> and then, and I didn't see them switch, but watching the video back and seeing them switch cups, and then seeing that big dumb Jewish <laughs> smile on Ari's face for the whole rest of the podcast. By the way, I'm I'm Jewish. I don't say that. I don't say that hatefully. No, but cool. man, our smiles are dumb. <laughs> and, uh, but just watching them switch, and then the, the moment when he announces that he did it, and Jay's so sad. It's it, dude. It it's awful. one of the best. It's it's I have I had a uh, I think uh, Lewis and I were still fighting at that time, and I had to text him and go, "This pains me," but I have to tell you that that was fantastic. Because <laughs> yeah, Lewis and I were you fighting, and he goes. Uh, he said, "You're in a you're in a dying medium doing a show from your garage." I'm like, "I'm in a goddamn million dollar mansion in a studio <laughs> that I built. Don't make it like uh, this is a bad thing for me." And I go, "And not to mention that you're recycling Zoom morning bits of who's running for president." <laughs> but afterwards, I had to text him and go, "It was brilliant. It was it was absolutely great." Uh, this is Dave Smith. You can uh, see him at Sidesplitters this weekend nine six zero eleven ninety seven or sidesplitterstampa.com dot com to make reservations. I I'm not gonna lie. I would like to come out to the to the podcast portion of it, but my wife is going to see uh, Ed Sheeran at the at the theater, and I have my daughter, and she's ten, and probably would enjoy your podcast. I'm going to tell you, this is ten year old girls are not our key demo, <laughs> unless you're uh, Crystalia, then you have time to. Well, I mean, not at ten, but you start at ten, and then when they're like seventeen and a half, you're like, yeah, I'm ready. That's- that's at least three years too yeah. young for him. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We were talking about that yesterday. I don't know what you could say about that, but I don't. It, it, to me, he seems like the most responsible guy out there. He was like, "Listen, I like you, but I can go to jail. Call me in two years." And then well, he that, actually followed up. The, the funny thing is, like today, look, I'm I'm like a '90s kid. Yeah. All my references of morality are from the '90s. Right. I don't know what these new woke rules are. Yeah. But when you talk, I'm not saying it's right to live that way. I'm a married guy. I'm a family, you know, man. Like yeah. that's what. But if you go and you talk to someone and you're like, "Hey, let's let's hook up," and she's like, "Um, I'm only 16," and you go, "All right, give me a call in a couple of years." Now they're like, "That's grooming." No, and I'm like, I thought that was being a good person. Right. I thought that was the correct response. Well, he could go. Was, I, you can still come to my hotel, nobody will know. Yeah, like, that's, he, a, that's then a you're bad a creep. Guy, yeah. But like to go call me when you're 18, right. it's not like, he's not keeping her in his basement until she's 18. <laughs> he's saying, give me a call. That is the correct response. The problem with it was... Oh, here he, we go. No, I'm just saying the problem with him was he was still messaging them. No, yes. we yeah. were under... They want to lose that connection. Yeah, and occasionally you just say... If they're saying, if she initiates it and says hi, and you're just like, hey, and that's it, that's fine. But if he's initiating it, that's where he's, he's like Chris Stefano. It's, it's a little creepy. <laughs> I will listen. I'll say, you know, every time, like most guys, anytime any guy has ever said uh, he has a sex addiction, I roll my eyes at him, just like the same way we all do, because you're yeah. like, oh, really? You like to get laid? How do yeah. you mean? <laughs> like that's that's so different than every other guy. But this dude has a sex addiction when you you're as big as as crystalia is and you're doing shows on the road 
it's so easy to hook up with fans. And he was still keyword searching himself and sliding into DMs oh, of girls, wow. not even who tagged him, right. who just like wrote his name on Twitter. <laughs> and then, like, how weird would that be if you just like wrote a fame? Like, if I was just like, ah, oh, man, Barack Obama was a bad president. And then two minutes later, Barack Obama DMs me. He's Yo, like, dude, what's up, dude? What are you talking yeah. about, man? What's up? You want to talk fiscal policy? Like, what? No. That is pretty. That is, when you think about it that way, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah. To me, like, in the, so I went to um, uh, Just for Laughs one time, and mm-hmm. I walked across the street to the Starbucks, and I'm in there in line, and Chris Elia comes in, and he's wearing green sweatpants with a plaid button-down shirt, his neck beard on, his hair all messed up, <laughs> and I go, look at this mess, and every girl was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. I'm yeah. like, really? And I think, well, then maybe it's hard to, to not have a sex addiction when women are throwing themselves at you when you're wearing the Joker's pants and a farmer's shirt and people still want to bang you. It's like, I'm <laughs> trying to turn you off right, and right, you still want right. this. Even I was kind of like, he's kind of hot. I don't know. I, I, when you say it, the way you say it, it makes it look a lot worse. And I, I was initially thinking the same thing. Like, look, if, if you see a hot girl and she's like, yeah, but I'm only 17. And he's like, all right, I'm going to make a note. I'll be back in a year and a half. That doesn't make him such a bad guy. But yeah, they, look, I just personally, this is my thing. Like, this is how it felt with like Louis uh, and like all these other guys. It's like, I feel, look, if a crime was committed, sure, then I think it's legit to like bust someone for a crime. Um, short of that, I kind of feel like none of us should know. Yeah, it's like this it's is private, gossip. Yeah. What am I like yeah. a fifteen-year-old girl? I don't care. It's like, like you hook up with. A, I don't. I don't hook up with chicks. I'm faithful to my wife. Right. Okay, but if you live that life, okay, I'm even, a libertarian. To even each in their Tampa, own, you even live in the Tampa, way. you wouldn't do it. No, I'm just, I'm just, of all places, not in Tampa. Um, no, but that's like I was a real, I was a real uh, degenerate for years before I got married. I lived that life. I like, I like being a family man better. Like that's fine. But if other people don't, I don't know what to say. It's fine. It's I don't like. Business. It's like when uh, the one that remember with Az, uh, Aziz when it came yeah. out, and they're like, he did this move where he put my, his fingers in my mouth, and you're like, okay, well, first off, if executed correct, pretty hot. But, <laughs> but second, but second, like, why do I know this? Yeah. I should didn't know this. This, yeah. is not, this is his private life. It's not my information that yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree with you. This is the, like the thing with Louis. I don't. I mean, I, we've met Louis a couple of times. And he's been on the show. But the thing about Louis is, Louis would just ask permission. I, I, that's he as nice as kind of. Yeah. I don't know. That's like how hard is it to say no, sir? You right. may not masturbate in yeah, front of me. No like, means no, but a yes means yes. Go around the room. You could each ask me. I'll say no to all of you. It's yeah, not that yeah. hard. It's so it's so funny. And he's also too good of a comedian. Like there's a certain level. I remember me and my wife watched that uh, that Michael Jackson documentary yeah. where the little boys describe in detail. I mean they're men now, but they describe yeah. in detail. And then the next day she was like out at the supermarket and she came home and I had my daughter. She was a baby at the time and we were dancing to Michael Jackson uh, and she just gave me a look like she's like oh come on you know like we just watched the documentary and i was like just shut up and listen to this song yeah, for yeah, a second. Yeah. you know we're the same like, come on Kelly. yeah i'm gonna take this from my daughter because <laughs> we have a couple boys sacrifice you know like, <laughs> and i'm just like louis ck was just like a level where you're uh, you're like i don't care yeah. i don't care he's great yeah i it's so weird because he is a he is a if you don't know him he does not trust anybody he's quiet doesn't need to be your friend doesn't need to talk to you so uh, he is very much do your own, be your own, mind your own business kind of guy. But then when you talk to him, you're like, yeah, I could see I would be the kind of guy to whip it out in front of a girl. But he did ask. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a deviant. By the way, his first setback uh, before any of the stuff where he started popping in clubs was at Skankfest. Oh, really? And he just came. He came with, because uh, Joe List was there and they're like close friends. And he came 
and it was it was right you know like a, you know months after but like about a year after yeah. all of it went down and uh he you could see it was really interesting because he was kind of like nervous you could see and you're watching like you know you're watching picasso yeah be nervous to uh. like paint a picture because it was his first time on stage and man he went on stage to our, it was like 500 people in the room, our Legion of Skanks crowd, which, I mean, they've all masturbated in front of someone today. You know, like, it's not, there, it's not at all a controversy the today. Like, oh, I can't stop doing this. Right. Uh, and he, I mean, I've never heard a response for so they, no one knew he was going to be there. Oh, yeah. It just announced, ladies and gentlemen, Louis C.K. I mean, literally blew the roof off this place, That's and awesome. he just slaughtered with like the funniest stuff. Is maybe like the coolest moment I've ever seen in, yeah. in stand-up comedy. What, what bothers me about Louis is that um, he and Bobby are real close, and Bobby and I are best friends. And yet, all the time I've been about Louis, we're, like we've been together alone in a room talking. I never feel like that connection with yeah. Louis. He he doesn't dislike me or anything, but he never has any interest in really wanting to know me. You know, he calls me the radio guy when he talks about me to Bobby. But the fact that he's friends with Joe List bothers me. That he won't yeah. talk to me, and Joe List is the kind of guy he <laughs> wants to be friends with. That bothers me. Yeah, no one should be friends with no, Joe List. I no. agree with you. Where does he get off? Right? How does he get a good-looking wife? It's ridiculous. Joe, Joe I, lo- I, <laughs> I love, love Joe. Joe. I love Joe. But it just, it seems to me like a, like it, uh, certain times you'll see guys who are famous and they like to hang out with a, like a, a little twink of a guy so they can kind of control him like me in Spanish. Thank you. But yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't even think that's the case with Louie and Joe. They, Joe. He genuinely likes Joe and thinks he's, ta- I, mean, I think Joe's talented too. Yeah. Louie yeah. thinks he's talented, which has got to feel great. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And also he's, a, I mean, they, I think they just, you know, he was opening for him before when Louie was like on top, on right. top, but to back on top. Uh, but they just and they just became close friends. I That's think, like, like Seinfeld that. calling out Mark Norman to, to to get that that nod from one of those big guys. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If there was a fire in the Skank Studio, and you could only save one member of the show, who would it be? And weight shouldn't play, and you don't have to carry. Because uh, I was just going to say logistically, yeah. Jay, I would just be like, dude, it was great knowing you, man. And like as we thank you for everything you've done, but I, I mean, how how possibly am I going to do anything about that? Like, do you have something in your pocket you'd like me to save? Um, uh, so weight plays no role in it whatsoever. Oh, man. you have you have, you and have, I just got to save one of them. Lewis, you have Jay, you have. I'll even throw Ari in there. You have Ari. Um, oh, Ari's going to burn in that fire. Right. If it's between, he probably started the fire. No, it'd be the the question would be between Lewis and Jay. Yeah. You know, look, here's the thing. Jay has six to eight months to live maximum. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, if you're saving him, right. you know, it's Why just like, it? I mean, the guy's a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. He's a larger fellow. Uh, he doesn't eat great. Yeah. Um, his kid's already graduated and yeah. out of the house. Lewis has a young boy. Right. Lewis is Puerto Rican. He could be stabbed any day. True. But he's probably got more. I guess I'll I'll choose Lewis. Only, okay. only for those factors. For those My reasons. love for them is equal. <laughs> right. But, but just for the, those factors. fire broke out, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, you have oh, to. You well, got to start doing some real quick math. Right. Okay, right. good. I like that. That's a good answer. Um, this is Dave Smith. Dave is going to be at Side Splitters this weekend. Go see him. Very funny. Great podcast, too. Uh, I enjoy I, I love the fact that you can go from one to the other. I mean, the, you're, the I was watching you interview some people earlier this morning, and you really know your stuff. I I, uh, I love being down here in Florida, the controversies that, that fly are fantastic. You, I know. You have a ball with this thing. I was planning on transitioning one of my kids this weekend, and I can't even do it here anymore. This totalitarian hellhole you guys live in. 
How long? How many kids you have? Uh, two, a, a girl and a boy. How old? Uh, my daughter is four, and my boy is one. Oh, you're just little starting babies. Out. Just yeah, starting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, can I give you some fatherly advice that you don't want? Sure. And when people tell you it goes quick, it goes quick. Yeah. My son is 16, and I'm. We were talking about last night how my wife and I go, "Wow, he's a senior next year." Yeah. And then we both got quiet and depressed at the same time. I was like, oh, it just goes so goddamn fast. I already feel it just with my daughter being four. You know, yeah. you see pictures of her at two, and you're mm. like, I'll never have my little two-year-old again. No. Like, that's oh, over. I watched, uh, I was scrolling through uh, Instagram videos, and it was Michael Keaton. And Michael Keaton in black and white, there he was, Bruce Wayne down, and he looks at the camera and he goes, you'll never know when the last time you're going to pick your kid up is. And I was like, oh, my Oh my God! Did Batman just make me cry. I'm like, yeah. this is because you don't think about that. You don't think about when the. I can't remember the last time I picked up my son. He's six two now. I couldn't pick him up if I wanted to. Try so. it today. I did try yeah. it. I slipped <laughs> the disc. It's ridiculous. And also, I felt like I was hugging a real hairy Puerto Rican man, and it made me nervous. So, uh, listen. I hope you have a good time here. I hope it's it's huge for you because we want to have you come back. And uh, now, where is the next Legion of Skanks Gank Fest? It's, we're doing Vegas again this year. Why so Dublin, It's so just so good. much fun last year. It's so doing it again this year. But then it won't be. This will be the last Vegas year, at least for a while. Cause I want like to go. Around. But I also feel like, because uh, when I had a fight with Lewis, I also had to fight all the Skank fans, which I'm kind of into uh, fighting with people. So it was okay. But uh, I feel like at any moment, even though Lewis and I have been cool for like a couple of years, one of those guys feels like if they stab me like in prison, they'll get Lewis's love. So like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't want to do that. Nah, dude, you'll you'll be fine, dude. It's people like uh, it's it's a love fest out there, man. Yeah, like I know there's there's people like I, I was talking to uh, um, uh, texting with Brendan Schaub the other day. Right, he's like I was like, dude, you're gonna have so much fun there. He's like, I hope the fans are like cool. I'm like, dude. They're going to love that yeah. you're there. It's yeah, like yeah, everyone, yeah. it's all, they recognize all this stuff as like pro wrestling. Like, you know he, what I mean? Like, cool, once you're there. He could choke them all out. At least he could protect Yeah, well, that was them. the other thing. I was like, Brendan, who's going to come up to you right. and like be like, I've got a word with you, Mr. Brendan Schaub. If you do fighting as Gangfest, I will fight Kevin Brennan. Oh, yeah. I'll put up $10,000 of my own money. Dude. If Kevin Brennan can, if Kevin Brennan knocks me out, I will give him ten thousand dollars. Kevin Brennan is going to kneel and go. Hey, yeah, if you I know, but I'm him. trying. He needs the money so bad that I feel like if he I does put money, money out there, yeah, he does need the money. I make it twenty. I'll make it twenty grand. I, I want to punch Kevin Brennan's face <laughs> in so bad. I'm going to do it anyway, but I might as well do it in front of a crowd. You Well, join the rest of the New York comedy scene. We yeah. all want to punch Kevin Brennan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to pick up uh, Chad Zumach and beat Kevin to death with Chad Zumach. <laughs> and I like Chad. I mean, he's all right. But I feel like he'd be a good tool to kill Kevin with. It's not the way. It'd be a creative way to do it. Yeah. The other, I don't I don't hate Bob Levy. He just always grossed me out. That whole That whole group. Yeah, they're they're an odd group. I I don't have anything against Bob. I don't know him that. Not well. anything against me. He's, he's uh, creepy. Yeah, we just he did he did the podcast the other week, and that was like really the first time we ever like did anything yeah. together. I don't know what I don't know what all their deal is. It's a whole weird little economy of old men who are like feuding with each other. Uh, yeah, because in there. they climb out of the basement and see you guys doing comedy festivals, and they're like, what the hell did we do wrong? This is, we yeah. screwed something up. So yeah. Anyway, I don't want to drag you with that. But <laughs> if it comes up where they're like, hey, who else can we get to fight? I will fly myself out there just to beat up Kevin Brennan. All right. Yeah. Offers on the table. Thank you. Ten yeah. grand, Kevin put, Brennan. Put it out there. The <laughs> most money you've ever made on a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Your <laughs> biggest paying gig is calling Kevin Brennan. Uh, yeah, 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 that's the deal. He has a fight, and he also cannot try comedy. Either one of those things I'd be happy with. <laughs> All right. Go see uh, Dave Smith at Sidesplitters, sidesplitterscomedy.com. We'll take a quick break. It's the Mike Calta Show. This is 1025 The Bone.
You're listening to Tampa Bay's most listened to morning show, The Mike Caltas Show on 102.5 The Bone. And now, another Bone Traffic Update. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.